Today is Friday. It's the 10th of February, 2017. Today, Sayadaw will give a Dhamma talk to the many meditators who have come here to the Chamyemyain Meditation Center, to the many meditators who have come from many different countries, and he will talk about the benefits of metta. Yesterday, in his Dhamma talk, Sayadaw has talked to the Metta meditators here about how the practice of Metta meditation results in being free from dangers. So also, people living at the time of the Buddha, many of them experienced this benefit of being free from danger. And also, nowadays, here in Myanmar, there are many people uh, who, uh, who are practicing metta, metta meditation, who can experience these results or benefits of being free from dangers. Now, Sayadaw wants to talk about the Sayadaw of his native village, and he was referred to as the Dochaun Sayadaw. So this monastery, which is also called the Dochaun Monastery, it's about one mile outside of the village. It's um, on the west of the village. And as the name of this monastery says, Do Chan, which means forest monastery, so it was surrounded by a dense forest. There were many trees inside the monastery, but it was also surrounded by uh, a forest. And 
and uh, some of the trees were between 60, 70 years old, but there were also trees who were uh, more than 100 years old. And as this monastery was in a dense forest, there were also uh, tigers uh, in that forest. When Saido was young, at that time there were no more tigers or leopards in the forest, but um, elderly people were saying, uh, or from them Saido heard, that before uh, there were leopards, tigers in the forest. And the Sayadaw of this Dochaun monastery, um, his name was Upanisa. And this Sayadaw, he practiced a lot of metta meditation. And uh, Sayadaw noticed at that time that, or heard, that he stayed up until around midnight or one o'clock at night. Meaning that uh, during night he had the habit of practicing metta meditation. And this Sayadaw was very powerful and when, when he practiced metta meditation he usually would repeat the phrases uh, aloud. And there were also dogs in the monastery and they had also chickens in the monastery. So one day, one day that Dochan Siado said to him, to Siado, uh, when one is cultivating metta, one is free from dangers. And he said, with the practice of metta meditation, one is not only free from danger oneself, 
but if the metta is really powerful and strong, then also the living beings nearby, they also will be free from danger. And that Sayada said, um, you know, in this uh, forest around the monastery, there are leopards, there are tigers. And although these tigers and leopards lived just outside of the monastery, um, they never come inside the monastery to eat the dogs or the chickens. Um, these tigers and leopards, they live around the monastery, but they never come inside the monastery. And how can I know about this, or how do I know it? Um, during the rainy season, when it is raining, so at night, when these tigers and leopards come near to the monastery and um, pass near the monastery compound, one can see their footprints in the earth. So one sees one can see the footprint outside of the monastery compound, but one can never see footprints of them inside the monastery compound. These tigers and leopards, they stay outside of the monastery compound, although there are no brick walls to mark where the monastery compound ends. There is no fence, no barbed wire fence. And still, these tigers and leopards, they never come into what is the monastery compound. They never come inside the compound to get the dogs or the chickens. They stay outside of what is uh, the monastery compound. And why is this so? This is because of the Siara's strong and powerful metta. Mm-hmm. 
this strong and powerful metta of that Sayadaw was not only a cause for him, himself, to be free from danger, but it was also a cause that the people living together with him in that monastery were free from danger. So that all the other monks, the novices, the lay people, helpers, the dogs and the chickens, that they all were also free from dangers. So, when one person's metta is really powerful and strong, then it will not only protect that person, will not, protect, will not only protect this person from danger or harm, but this strong and powerful metta will also protect the people or living beings living together with that uh, metta person. Um, Sayato will now relate another incident which illustrates the strong power of this Sayato's metta. So, in that monastery, there was uh, one big building um, as big as this meditation hall. And still nowadays, that building is still there. So this building uh, had been built by the villagers. And they built this building with teak wood. Um, but they built this um, building with illegal Sayato's village um, is situated on the bank of the Mu River and in the rainy season uh, this river has a lot of water and further upstream, um, so during the rainy season, it can happen that further upstream, teak trees fall, fall down and fall into the river and then are carried uh, down in the river. And so the villagers 
um, caught these teak trees or the t- trunk of the teak trees floating down the river. They cut the trunks and with that wood they built that building in the monastery. But then the police from the nearby town, Eyado, they, ca- they came to know about this building built with the illegal teak. So because they heard the news, because the news spread that in the village of Taleba, the villagers had built this building in the monastery with illegal teak. And so they wanted to investigate whether this news was correct or not. And so they wanted to come to see and if it were correct, then they would punish, punish the villagers. So then three policemen came to investigate. They came to the village of Taleba and they asked the villagers, where is this monastery called Dochaun Monastery? And so <clears throat> the man they had asked, he pointed towards the direction where this monastery was, saying, you know, back there where you see the trees, the big uh, trees, this cluster of trees, uh, in this direction is the Dochaun. So these three policemen, they saw this cluster of trees, the big trees, walking in that direction, but they could not find the monastery. So instead of coming to or finding this Dochan monastery, they came further north, to the north side, and a little village nearby, um, in a little village nearby, there was a monastery, and so finally they got to that uh, monastery. Although 
they followed the direction that was pointed out by that man, but they got to a different monastery. And so in that monastery they looked around and there was no building built with teak. So they took pictures of that monastery, of the buildings. They wrote uh, their paper. Their, they wrote down what they encountered, saying that in this monastery they didn't see any building built with teak, and saying that the news that they her, had heard was not correct. So this is also a way um, of how one can be free from danger due to uh, the power of metta. Now Saito will relate an incident that happened at the time of the Buddha, which also illustrates how one is free from dangers if one lives with metta. So in a village called Masala, there lived a man called Pomaka. Apomaga. There lived a man uh, called Maga. So he uh, practiced a lot of metta. So, this man called Maga, what um, did he do? So, every day at one side of the village or where there was a gate, he cleared the path, cleared it from branches, and uh, to make it even, he put sand. So, on this stretch of the path where he had put the sand and uh, which was cleared from any debris or branches, then one day a man uh, vomited uh, on that spot. Uh, 
There was no man who vomited. <laughs> then, <laughs> but there was another man <laughs> who who also cleaned there, although it was already clean. And so then that man who also cleaned that place, um, he sat down there, but then yet another man came uh, and he wanted the man sitting there uh, to get him up and go away because the third man, he wanted to sit down there. Actually, the man who sat there was Maga. And um, so when the other man came and said, you know, get up, I want to sit here, Maga didn't get upset, but he simply got up, let the man sit there, and he went a bit further away and sat down at a different place. But then another man came to where Maga was sitting and said, you know, get up from here. I want to sit here. And again, Maga didn't get upset, but let the other man sit down there. So also... With the second man, Maga did not get upset, he did not get angry at this man, but still his mind was still, but still his mind was uh, full of metta. Maga then reflected, hmm, Yeah, everybody likes uh, a clean uh, place. And so with that reflection, uh, he continued to further engage in cleaning. So uh, Maga then 
cleaned the path in the village and um, removed the branches or obstacles in the path or when there were holes in the path he would carry earth to fill up the holes and make the path even. And when there were water canals or little creeks, uh, he would build little bridges, bamboo bridges, or put, um, or he put wooden planks over the water. Due to Marga's um, good intentions and actions of cleaning, uh, the whole village of Masala was very clean. And everybody in the village laughed uh, Marga because he, he engaged always in uh, cleaning the path of the village. And gradually, other people became interested in helping Marga in uh, cleaning. And so they approached him and asked him, please uh, let us join you so that we can do this voluntary service to the village. And so finally, uh, Marga had a, had a group of 32 people helping him in uh, this cleaning. And as they were a big group now, so their work extended also other, to other villages. It was not only in the village of Masala anymore, but they uh, could extend their work to other villages too. And as Marga and his group also cleaned the path uh, to other villages of other villages, so uh, the um, village chief uh, chiefs uh, liked Marga and his group very much. Well, it, there was one village chief who 
um, who was pleased by Mark and his group, what they were doing. So he, he invited them and he served them alcohol. However, Marka then replied that they were keeping the five precepts and that they would not drink alcohol. The village chief, however, he did not like the fact that what he offered them, the alcohol, was not accepted by them. And so, um, enmity arose in the village chief. He got angry, upset at Marka and said, um, you do not accept what I offer you, the alcohol. Um, this is not uh, polite of you. So you will come to know what power I have. The village chief then wrote a letter to the king saying that a group of 32 robbers had come to the village and that the king uh, please come to, to catch uh, these robbers. When the king read this letter, uh, he sent out uh, policemen to that village so that they could uh, get hold of these 32 robbers. So the policemen went and they got hold of Maga and his group and they tied their hands together. And they brought uh, the robbers uh, to the palace and then let the king know that this group of robbers uh, had arrived. So the king, the king gave the order that all of these robbers had to sit down in front uh, of the palace, all tied, all tied together. And after um, they had sat down, then the killer 
elephant was released, and this was an elephant that had been trained to trample people to death. So, yes, this elephant was also referred to as the killer elephant because it was his job to trample um, people to death, like if robbers, thieves, etc. had a death sentence, then they were uh, trampled to death by this killer elephant. So also now, this killer elephant was released um, so that uh, it could trample to death Maga and his friends. So at that time, Maga gave some advice to his friends and said, you know, in this time we have nothing else to rely upon than metta. So he said, to his friends, um, you know, develop meta for this killer elephant, develop meta for the king, develop meta for the village chief. So engage in the practice of meta meditation. So then they cultivated metta for the killer elephant, may the killer elephant be happy and well, may the killer elephant be met happy and well. And they also developed metta for the king. They also developed metta for the village chief. May the village chief be happy and well. May the village chief be happy and well. As they were cultivating metta in this way, the killer element, elephant um, that was going towards them then stood still and he didn't advance any further and he even uh, knelt down.
The policeman related to the king that the killer elephant, which had been released to trample Marka and his friends to death, that uh, he had stopped before where they were sitting and um, that there was no way to make him advance any further and that he had kind of knelt down. So then the king reflected and he said to these people around, it's very strange, this killer elephant that normally tramples to death, robbers and thieves, etc., and even up to 500 people that he can trample to death. Why has he stopped and does not trample to death this group of 32 people? And the king thought, well, maybe the, the elephant is afraid of these people, seeing them. So he gave the order to cover the 32 people with straw. After Marka and his friends had been covered completely with straw so that they could not be seen anymore, they released the elephant once more. And as before, the elephant advanced a little bit but then stopped in front of them and uh, knelt down again. When that happened, the king thought, this is really strange. Um, and so he said that he, or he said that he wanted to see the leader of these 32 men. So then the king asked, this man, what is your name? And he said, my name is Marga.
And the king said to Marga, you know, this elephant I have, the killer elephant, it usually, it's very easy for him to trample people to death, even a group of 500 people. But now, with your group, this elephant uh, wouldn't trample you to death. What, what's the reason? Why is this so? And Mount and Marga then replied, this must be because of our metta, because the elephant feels our metta and it loves us, that's why it doesn't trample us to death. The king wanted to know, well, how do you practice the metta? And Marga said, uh, we cultivated metta for the killer elephant, we cultivate metta for you, the king, we cultivate metta for the village chief, and uh, this is the way we cultivate metta, and this is why the elephant um, does not uh, kill us. Then the king said, Oh well, it seems like you are virtuous people, but this village chief has told me that a group of robbers uh, came to his village, and that's why I gave the order to catch these robbers and bring them uh, to me. But uh, now it looks like you are all virtuous people. And it seems like that this village chief is a crooked man, that he is a bad man. He was uh, not telling the truth, so saying that this group of virtuous people uh, telling me that they were a group of robbers. So he was lying. The king then gave the order to the police to catch this village chief. They caught him and brought him to the king. And the king told him, you are a crooked man. Um, 
you said that this group of virtuous people was a group of robbers. So you were telling a lie. And the king said, I will punish you, and the punishment is that you, the village chief, you and your family will become the servants of Maga. So whatever Maga orders you to do, you have to carry out. You and your family have has to carry out the orders of Maga. And the king told Maga that this village chief was no longer village chief, that he lost that rank, and that uh, the village chief and his family were now the servants of Maga. And the taxes from that village uh, should not be sent to the king, but the taxes from that village uh, would go to the village of Maga. The king also offered one elephant to Maga so that whenever he had to travel to another place, um, he could uh, ride on an elephant. After that incident, Maga and his group, his friends, they engaged even more in the practice of metta meditation and they also engaged even more in cleaning past villages. And so for the rest of their life, Maka and his friends, they um, always were, they were always cultivating metta. They were always engaging in this voluntary work of cleaning uh, places. And so when Maka died due to the merits gained through these wholesome practices, of voluntary work, of the practice of metta meditation. He was then reborn in the Tavatimsa Deva realm 
and he became the king of these devas. He became King Saka. So the Buddha uh, said that this King Saka, King of the Tavatimsa Deva realm, uh, which, like at the time of the Buddha, King Saka was the king of the Tavatimsa Deva realm. So the Buddha said that um, before he became King Saka, that he had this existence of being this person called Maga. So based on the meritorious deeds of uh, practicing metta, the benefit of that and this voluntary service, due to that uh, he was reborn as the King Saka. Um, so if you meet King Saka, then you can ask him whether it is true or not what uh, Chamyemya in Sayadaw is telling you. So, like in this example of Maga, um, based on his practice of Metta, he was free from dangers. He even um, was lucky to get all these um, fortunate things happening in his life, and uh, he was reborn as King Saka. So, also this killer elephant, who, whose job first was to trample Maga and his friends to death, but then uh, experiencing the metta of Maga and his friends, um, he started to like and love Maga. Also, animals understand the nature of metta, the power of metta. And so even, even more so with human beings, 
human beings who can understand the nature of metta. And that's why um, enemies, people who do not like us, uh, based on our strong metta, they can change and they can uh, come to like us, to love us, become friendly with us. So you can understand that you too, you are now engaging in this powerful practice of metta meditation and uh, having faith in the benefits of metta, um, you will engage diligently in this practice. So, practicing, uh, cultivating metta in this way, diligently and uh, earnestly, may all of you be able to experience many benefits of this metta practice. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.